You know, when we think of pain as the problem, we get stuck in a cycle of perpetuating the pain. And then that throws our body into fight or flight and ends up leading us into chronic pain. And it's the same with, you know, we all have thoughts that come and go eh, and that's natural. But very often we grab onto certain thoughts like anxiety or low mood or fear. And again, that that my everybody's natural response in their body is to brace. That's Julie McCammon and this is episode 251 of In The Moment with me, Alex Manzi. I'm a coach and this podcast is all about self-development and helping you to live a happier and more fulfilling life. And each week we hear from some of the most inspirational people in the world to help inspire you to make a positive change in your life. So on this week's episode, I am joined by Julie McCammon, who is a trained physiotherapist, but specializes in myofascial release. And what myofascial release is, is it's a focus on the fascia in the body. And if you don't know what that is, it's kind of like the connective tissue that joins everything in our body from all the all of the nerves to the veins to the muscles to the organs it's a thing that kind of it's like the web of of tissue that connects everything and the work that julie does is really fascinating because what myofascial release does is it helps you to release tension in your body but also there's a huge benefit where it allows you to release emotions as well because what we don't often hear about is how our body can can hold onto emotions through tightness, through stiffness, through pain in our body. And during this conversation, Julie really explains it in an amazing way on, on, on how myofascial release really helps with this and some of the huge benefits of it. So during this conversation, we spoke about the benefits of myofascial release, how the muscles in the body can store emotions and the relationship between pain and thought. So the aim of this podcast is to inspire. So if you like what you hear in this episode, be sure to share it with a friend and spread the love. So before we jump into this week's episode, I just want to take a quick moment to shout out London Media Lounge for sponsoring this episode. They're a content production company with a great studio in Northwest London. They've got YouTube spaces, podcast studios, massive green screens. They also provide you with a team of editors, creative development, social media assistants, and so much more. They'll basically create your own special content creator package for you based on what you're looking for. So why don't you save the time and focus on your business and let the professionals handle your content production. They're super cool and easy to work with. To get in touch, just head over to londonmedialounge.co.uk and let them know that Alex sent you. But right now, let's jump straight in and hear from Julie. So welcome to the podcast, Julie. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me. No, pleasure. I'm, I'm, um, I'm very interested in what you do, shall we say. Um, I... Uh, obviously we were connected through your husband Peter who I met uh, back end of last year on on the immersion that I went on through Ankush and um, Ankush actually hit hit me up and said oh Julie's doing this thing she's got this book like you should check it out it's really interesting Um, and you very kindly sent me a copy and I've been reading it and it's so fascinating like I didn't realize um, how the body kind of you know we hear it all the time isn't it like the body keeps the score etc etc right but like it really does like the body can hold emotions and feelings that we don't even realize is kind of what I got from it but I guess the best place to start is like do you want to explain a little bit about what myofascial release is um just to to build some context because I'm still not even really that clear so it'd be be good to, to hear more 
Yeah, well, basically, it's a treatment method that a, it's like a whole body treatment method that treats the fascia in the body. And when I was training as a physiotherapist, I was told the fascia was unimportant packaging in the body. But a, over the last sort of 40 years in America, a, there's a guy called John Barnes who has been pioneering and developing this treatment method. So basically the fascia is like a really strong connective tissue that goes throughout the entire body. A, it's a bit like spy, a spider's web, you know, those little tubules. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's layer upon layer uh, and it's continuous throughout the entire body. It not only surrounds the muscles and the organs, uh, but it goes right down to a cellular level. So it surrounds every single cell in your body. Uh, and I know when I was training as a physio, I was told it just wrapped around the muscles and that was it. <laughs> uh, but it really is the life force of your body. It brings nutrients to every cell in your body. A, but through trauma or which can be either emotional or physical trauma or also poor posture or some sort of inflammatory process, the fascia starts to solidify. And when it's healthy, it's nice and fluid filled a, and mobile. But when it starts to solidify, it causes huge problems because it's incredibly strong. So it creates a huge compressive force through your organs and your pain sensitive structures a, and really wreaks havoc in your body. A, so the treatment method that I've been trained in over the last sort of five, six years a, helps to turn that solid fascia back into the more viscous fluid mobile state a, and you get lots of great benefits mm. while you're doing it. Awesome. And so... I mean, we can probably go into this in a bit more depth later, but I'm just interested as a kind of the headline, like how, if it's like a connective tissue throughout the body, how do you then like go about manipulating it? Cause it's a bit like it, to me, it's a bit like, you know, I don't know. It's, I don't, this is a really obscure <laughs> example, but it's like trying to manipulate one bit of potato in an omelet. It's like, you, you can't, do you know what I mean? It's or one bit of egg or it's like, it's all connected to how, What's the kind of over, overlying process that to, to, to do that, you know? Well, usually where you start is where you feel in the body that there are lots of uh, adhesions or where the fascia has solidified. And how you work that out initially is through a person's body alignment. So you would look at them in standing, you would look at them lying on the treatment table. And very often I start around the pelvis because that's where all the fascial planes meet. And if the pelvis is out of alignment, if it's rotated or upslipped on one side, that's a good indicator that the fascia is pulling it out of alignment. Mm. Uh, so that's very often where I start personally. Uh, but no matter where you're treating the body, you're having an effect on the whole system because as you described, it is all continuous, it's all connected. So if someone comes into me with shoulder pain, I might not just treat their shoulder. I'll obviously look at the whole system. But basically, when you're doing the treatment techniques, it's like a, a slow, gentle, sustained stretch with compression. Mm -hmm. So uh, when I place my hands on the patient, you're, I do a lot of it with my eyes closed because I can feel a lot more. I can feel where the restrictions are. So what you do is you sink through the depth barrier into the body and you feel for where the restrictions are, you take up the slack 
and you wait at each barrier for it to start to rehydrate and start to release. And then you sort of keep nudging into that. Uh, so you keep, you go to the next barrier, wait there. So it can't be forced because it's incredibly strong. So mm. it, it is about waiting at each barrier. Mm. And, and what are then some of the benefits of that? Like there's obviously the physical the kind of benefits, right? And what I, well, I guess what I really like about the sound of it is that like generally when you go to a physio or an osteo or a chiropractor or, or, or someone who does like manual treatment, they will, you know, like, you know, again, use the hip as an example. They'll look at the hip and they'll be like, okay, your hip's sort of slipping up a, on the right mm. side. That means that your muscles around the hip are really tight. So we're going to loosen the muscles, but this sounds like it's a, um, a level deeper than that because it's the connective tissue so what are the what are the benefits of it like not just from a physical point of view but there's obviously there's there's a bit more to it than that as well isn't there yeah well physically if we start there when you do the structural releases you're rehydrating the fascia you're lengthening sort of a or decompressing that area so it reduces pain obviously because when there is that huge compressive force going through the area it's a compressing pain sensitive structures like nerves it also compresses joint surfaces, so it sort of would wear your joints down quicker. Uh, so it it has those, uh, and it's a huge benefit for your organ function, just generally. If those organs are being compressed underneath that strain, they stop functioning as well as they should be. So that's just some of the physical benefits. But uh, there's also a thing called tissue memory, which when I went to America to start training in myofascial release, uh, there was a lot of talk about uh, releasing emotions, uh, releasing memories. And I must admit, I came from a very linear physio training sort of mentality. Uh, and I must admit, I thought, oh, my word, this is like so American. <laughs> Sorry. It's one of those things that maybe seemed a bit over the top. Yeah, or, but, yeah it was I very loud it. and all the rest. And I did feel out of my comfort uh, zone uh, in, in those first few days of the training. But uh, they explained to me, like, for example, I had an experience where one of the therapists was releasing, doing a release in my abdomen and a it was quite intense because I, I had a lot of scar tissue there from surgery and stuff. So I was aware that I was really clenching in my jaw. So you're during the treatment, you're asked to come out of your head, away from your thoughts and your thinking to really feel what's going on in the rest of your body because it is all connected. So I was aware that I was clenching my jaw and I tried to soften there and let go. And but the pain in my jaw just became so intense. Like it literally felt like someone was pulling my teeth out of my head. It was really intense. And afterwards, uh, we went back to listen to John teach more. And I'm not one for speaking up in front of a whole lot of people, but I sort of thought, oh, I have to ask what's going on here. So I asked, you know, I said, John, why when she was working on my stomach, could I feel it in my jaw and in my teeth? And he's, he just looked at me and he said, have you had any dental surgery? And I went, yes, because I had all four wisdom teeth removed and a tumour removed from the roof of my mouth when I was in final year at university. Uh, so he just looked at me and he said, the tissues in your mouth 
were remembering the trauma of the surgery. Wow. And I sort of went, wow, <laughs> you know. Mm. So the penny started to drop. And it also was explained to me that it is scientifically proven that there is such a thing as tissue memory. Because, for example, after there was one case that was really well documented, a when a child received a heart transplant mm -hmm. from another child and the donor child was stabbed to death. But obviously the recipient a child and their family weren't told any of the details of that. So a few months later, after the heart transplant, the child that received the heart they started to experience these dreams and nightmares with such vivid clarity that her uh, information was passed on to the police. And the guy was arrested and charged with that evidence, you know. So wow. when I heard that, I thought, okay, there is such a thing as tissue memory. <laughs> That's amazing, isn't it? But yeah, it's so when you're treating someone and you put your hands on them, a memory might be stored in that part of their body. So memories aren't just stored in our head, they're stored in our body as well. And with the result that sometimes when you get a really good fascial release in that area, they can start to release the emotions associated with that memory. They may not know what it's about or, and they don't have to work it out. Your body's just trying to get rid of it for a reason. Mm. So you just go with it. That's amazing. That this is so, yeah. I, th I think it's so interesting, especially that story about the, the, the child. I think it's amazing yeah. how, how that can happen, you know, like to, to, to almost share a memory through an, an organ. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, yeah. it's really crazy. Cause you, you just yeah. think, you know, like our, our memories and, and, and everything like that is stored in our, in our brain and that's it. But, yeah. you know, clearly not. And I think that's, yeah. that's incredible. Um, but yeah, I, I'd love to hear about how, how you discovered this. Like you, I know you've got a pretty uh, intense story from when you're in Nepal and, and everything. Yeah. So like you may, you mentioned that you you've come from a kind of traditional physiotherapist background so mm -hmm. yeah like how, how did you discover this what what drew you towards it yeah well I I was in Nepal and I got viral meningitis I I was married and had two kids at the time and was working as a physio I was out there actually a training the hospital staff in a very remote area in the foot hills of the Himalayas, a, some basic physio skills. And I took very ill, I eventually got home, but with the consequence, I developed like post-viral fatigue a, and struggled with that on and off for years. And then about six years ago, I got to the point where I thought I was going to have to give up my work because I just couldn't function, you know, between the brain fog, the pain, the fatigue, mm. It just was really debilitating. And I, I got to the point where I thought I was going to have to give up work, but I loved my work. I didn't want to. So I'd heard about myofascial release and I knew that it was quite a gentle technique for the physio or for the therapist to apply. So I thought, well, maybe if I trained in that, I could keep working. So that was basically a, why I went, I am a great believer in going to the source and finding sort of the, the person that started it all. So I did some research, found John Barnes and I went to Cincinnati where I have a good friend who's a massage therapist and the two of us did 
the first three courses back to back. So it was pretty intense in that we were practicing on each other for basically 12 days straight. Uh, plus, I also paid for like three private treatments with John's assistant, Donna. But when I came home from that, I virtually had no symptoms at all. It was like night and day. So I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting to learn something that I could, you know, treat my patients with so that I could keep working. <laughs> so, yeah, that was sort of the story of how I fell into it, really. That's crazy. And, and so what 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 changed then? Like, it sounds like you've you've gone over there to, you know, to to take part in this training to learn a new technique or a new you know add a new string to the bow but it sounds like you've come away with a lot more than that so like what what changed it you know in your life or you know after that experience to then want to you know bring this into your own practice and, and really want to you know focus on it as a as a as a practice of your own you know mm -hmm. yeah well I noticed such a huge difference in my own life that I was really compelled to start introducing it with my patients, even though like a lot of my patients in Northern Ireland are very traditional. And when I started to mention about emotions and stuff, they were like, <laughs> didn't want uh, me to do the treatment or anything with them. So, but I just kept chipping away and would introduce a few gentle releases here and there. And people would come back and say, whatever you did the last time, I feel so good, you know, can you do more of that? So I, it, it took time, definitely, you know, my, your sort of, those old voices creep into your head where you sort of think, oh, just do what you know, you know, you don't really know what you're doing. But I just, something drew me to persist. And I just kept doing it and started to get really good results. I, and when you ask me what has changed, like everything has changed. <laughs> you know, I ended up selling my business, uh, which was a busy physiotherapy practice, uh, which people thought I was mad doing. But I, it was working in an environment that wouldn't allow people to release, release the emotions because there was a coffee shop next door. There was, you know, other things around. So I have set up then my own uh, garden room from home. Mm. So it's, uh, and I just absolutely love it. It's mm. great. That's ama yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? And it's like, I, I see a very similar thing with like coaching. It's like, I learn stuff, you know, all the time from various different sources and coaches and, you know, programs that I do and retreats that I go on. And then it's like, you really, you know, uh, experience the change within yourself like you experience the shift firsthand mm -hmm. and then the first thing you want to do is like share that with other people you know you want them to experience the same thing and I love how it becomes a kind of um, it's like a cycle of um, I, you know I'm going I'm going somewhere to receive and then I'm going to give that to, to others and I think when you're when you're in that cycle just in, in anything in life if it's a relationship a business or whatever like I don't think you can ever go wrong like but I think you have to be open first of all to receive so that then you mm -hmm. can give whatever it is that you're you're learning or or how you're growing or anything like that you know yeah and I think I just it made me so much more aware of the whole mind body connection because obviously training as a physio 30 years ago 
that wasn't even mentioned. I, and it's made me much more aware of where I brace in my body when I am anxious or when I'm nervous or yeah. I, when I feel fear. I, so I think once, as soon as you're aware of where you're bracing in your body, you have a choice then as to whether to continue that bracing pattern or whether to let it go. Mm. So it's it's helped me treat myself, you know, if if I do have any issues in my body, I, it just helps to be more aware. Yeah, I've got this terrible habit of clenching my jaw. Mm-hmm. Like I can feel it. I'm doing it now. Like <laughs> when I'm when I'm on a call or recording a podcast and I'm and I'm listening, I you know, I'm not, it's not a conscious thing. It's yeah, like I'm not choosing yeah. to do it, but I noticed that the, the, the tension's there and it's like, but the more aware that I become of it, the more I notice that it softens, you know, you know, I haven't exactly had any like yeah. special or any treatment or anything like that, but it's the awareness of it is just, yeah. in, in just that by itself allows you to, to soften it. Then if you add in like, you know, something like myofascial release or mm-hmm. if it's not necessarily phys- something physical, like, you know, it's so it's so powerful to just have that awareness of it because then you can go, OK, that's something I need to, to maybe address or maybe you should understand a bit better or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, because we all have habitual bracing patterns in our own bodies. Everybody has it. Everybody holds tension in their body. But once you become aware, yeah, of where you hold it in your body, then you have the choice to to relax and let mm. go. What what then do you do you think or even know or believe, I guess, is the reason that we we hold tension in our bodies like in, in those ways? Well, I'm coming to understand more and more that it comes from our thoughts uh, through the stuff that you and Peter, my husband, I have been learning and a peter's been learning about three principles for the last sort of two years so i now realize that i almost wish i hadn't written my book because i'd love to uh, add that whole side of it in but yeah our you know when we think of pain as the problem we get stuck in a cycle of perpetuating the pain and then that throws our body into fight or flight a and ends up leading us into chronic pain. And it's the same with a, you know, we all have thoughts that come and go, and that's natural, but very often we grab onto certain thoughts like anxiety or low mood or fear. And again, that that my everybody's natural response in their body is to brace. Mm. But I, I suppose I learned a how to brace from a very young age was growing up during the troubles in Northern Ireland mm-hmm. uh, and experiencing bombs and shootings you know mm. so I think that bracing pattern was a protection thing back then but it's ingrained then into your body you know so but yeah I think that once you're pushed into that stress response you do tend to get the physical symptoms then. Mm. Mm. It's interesting because it's like, it's like, you know, we, like you said, we, ha- we have we have some thinking that, that comes to us, right? And then we mm-hmm. kind of grab onto it and we go, mm-hmm. oh, like this thinking is making me feel stressed or it's making me feel um, this trauma from the past or it's making me feel this and that and the other. 
and then like you said our, our, our response might be to to clench the jaw or to mm-hmm. without you know and subconsciously as well like you know clench your butt cheeks or to tighten your your calf or not i don't know something or yeah. your shoulders is probably is probably yeah. a, 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 mm-hmm. um, i'd imagine a very uh, frequent one and then you know our body holds on to that as, as we you know we, as we've heard mm-hmm. and what i'm guessing is if we if we have a better understanding of how our mind works and and we 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 have a better relationship with our own thoughts and we relate to our own the thinking that we have in a better way then maybe we wouldn't clench as much and and hold that tension as much and we would see like oh it's just a thought it's going to pass it's going to go but then if that was the case then you know you wouldn't have that many patients I suppose right (laughs) (laughs) but it is true definitely but then so then how how does the the kind of the work that you do or does it like do you feel that it assists someone in understanding like that side of it like the 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 relationship the connection between the thinking that we have and the 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 pain and the tension in the body I think so like increasingly as I'm I'm only gaining understanding and the whole thought thing um, in the last few months really but I've started already to sort of like just plant little seeds in my patients minds you know that maybe your pain's worse because of your mood, because of your thoughts about something, just little things. Uh, and then I've also recommended the, there's a book called Painless by Hannah Studley, uh, which is fiction, but it's uh, got so much of the 3P stuff in it about specifically about pain and chronic pain. Mm. So it's fascinating. And I feel like that's opened up a whole new uh, sort of avenue for me to help my patients as well as with the myofascial release but I think it works so well together because when you're doing an MFR treatment when you place your hands on the patient you're very much asking them to go on an investigative journey deep inside their own body you're really taking them out of their mind uh, out of their thoughts and their thinking away from that Uh, so I think that is vital uh, and it requires them to be curious about different sensations in their body Uh, like I didn't realize how much tension I hold in my solar plexus like ah, it's like a ball sometimes like right now Uh, but and just by placing a hand on it you can just soften it and let go Mm. Uh, but yeah the I do think the two potentially will work really well together Mm. and and is, is there anything that you think that um i mean it's going to be hard to speak generally but generally speaking people can do you know if they have a bit of tension that they feel in their body like you know like you said your abdomen or your mm-hmm. shoulders or like neck jaw whatever that that as a general thing could could help with the release of that yes it's it's different it's a a mfr ball it's called it's soft okay mm. there's no point in using like a hard like a, a hockey ball or a mm. cricket ball a uh, or a spiky ball because they're mm. too hard so the fascia tends to brace against that it won't mm. soften whereas this is slightly squishy and soft so this is brilliant you can just use it anywhere in your body uh, and you just like say you're 
uh, you've got pain in your hip, you would lie on it, pop it in underneath wherever the painful spot is, and then just let your full body weight melt onto it. So you would melt for at least four to five minutes. Mm. That's been found that that's the sort of key time for the changes to happen in the fascia, for it to be a permanent change. Otherwise, it's just like taking up the elastic recoil and the elastic band. And then as soon as you let go, it just bounces back to exactly where it was. Uh, so, yeah, something like that is fantastic. Mm. So that's so- soft and squidgy kind of yes, consistency. Yeah, nice. Definitely. Um, and then how how could it could but doing that like without, you know, going to see someone who specializes in in my fascia release, like could that also help with the you know the releasing of the emotional you know pain and the emotional stress that we were talking about before sometimes it does trigger a it just depends how much the patient is prepared to let go and really go inside their own body a but yes like sometimes if i'm doing a bit of self-treatment at home i'll just feel like a wave of emotion coming over me and our automatic response is to shove that back down and think, where's that coming from? What's that to do with, you know, when you start the whole thinking thing. But if you feel that wave of emotion or if you feel even anger coming up, uh, it's it's best to let it out and you don't have to work it out. You know, you don't have to work out where it's coming from, what it means. Your body's just trying to get rid of it for a reason. Mm. Yeah. Nice. And, and, have you got any any stories of, from from like your own experience of, of you being treated where like you've just had this something where you're like I don't know where this is coming from and I just yeah. want to shout or cry or totally punch like, someone in the face or <laughs> I remember once a John has a clinic in Sedona in Arizona which is absolutely stunning and I went out there for some intensive treatment and one of the therapists was treating me and. I could sense that he was getting really impatient with me because it was early days and I didn't really get the whole emotional thing. Uh, And he just looked at me and he said, is it your culture or is it just you? But why will you not let go? And I went away that evening and I felt like a little child, like I'd been told off sort of. (laughs) And I woke up in the middle of that night and I felt almost like a panic attack and I've never had a panic attack, but I felt like I couldn't get a breath and I didn't know what was going on. The next day I went in for another treatment and it was another therapist and she asked me how I had felt after the day before. And I said, fine. And then I thought, no, you're not fine. So I said, well, actually, I, you know, this therapist said this to me yesterday and I feel like a sense of panic. And she said, well, what about if we went into that panic a little bit today during treatment? And she asked me where I felt it in my body. And it was my solar plexus uh, right below your rib cage there. And she said, right, let's, you know, start there. So she just put her hand on there. And the next thing (laughs) I could hear this like noise and I thought, that's not me. (laughs) But it was like a child sobbing and sobbing. And it, I, I do think it was the child in me just letting a lot of stuff out. But yeah, it was it was bizarre at the start because that was the first time I'd really had a huge emotional release. But afterwards, oh my goodness, you just, you feel like about two inches taller. You feel so much lighter. 
it, the difference is unbelievable. And is that, and is it almost like a, like an uncontrollable, like once you've, once you've got to the point of like, just letting go, is it almost like it's. No, like you, you totally feel in control. You never right. feel out of control that like you can stop it at any point. I, but it felt, you know, she obviously was a very experienced therapist, knew what to say to me to, to keep me there and to not let me go back into my head and my thinking and trying to analyze it. Uh, and just to trust the wisdom of your body and, mm. and let it let it out. Mm. And and is that an important part of, of all of it? Is like learning to listen to to the like. Definitely. So I, I give you an ex I give you a personal example. So like I've got a ton of like hip and uh, like uh, hip flexor and and like lower back pain, which has got a lot better by the way. I'm not suffering. <laughs> not sitting here suffering, but um, like listening to that like it's telling me something right it's telling mm -hmm. me like there's there's tightness or there's an imbalance or there's there's something going on which isn't right mm -hmm. like go and you know get it seen to or something like is that mm -hmm. is that an important part is to like recognize like if you have a tightness or an imbalance or, or something going on definitely because all too often we're so caught up in our heads that we just keep pushing our bodies and pushing our bodies and pushing them and that's why we end up hitting a real wall or hitting a crisis like I think that's why things like chronic pain like fibromyalgia and different things like that are on the increase because of people just ignoring their bodies so it's really about harnessing the wisdom of your body and trusting your body mm. and have you got any advice for for anyone who who does feel like they they've got some you know ongoing pain in anywhere shoulder knee back neck I, well obviously from a physio point of view i i would encourage them to get it looked at I, but there are like a, a number of myofascial release therapists in the uk a, if you go to myofascial release a, i think it's co.co.uk there's two scottish girls there a, that have trained a lot of therapists in the UK which I didn't know about until after I'd done all my training in America but they're lovely and I've hooked in with a some of their courses in the UK since I haven't been able to travel to America for the last couple of years mm. a, so yeah there are myofascial therapists a, that you could go to but mm. it's, it's hard to like give you specific advice you know but I think definitely just you know listening to your body not ignoring it Mm, especially if it, I guess if it's a, if it's like a consistent thing you yeah. know if it if it if it comes and it goes then maybe yeah. I mean still listen don't not listen yeah. but yeah. if it's a, if it's a um, consistent thing then yeah you know that that's an indication it is for me like when I have it it's an indication for me like oh like you need, you need to go and get this scene to you need to do something or there needs yeah. to be something obviously it's not going to get better you know like they do say if it comes and goes or if it changes location that that's more of an emotional mm. uh, pain uh, but yeah if it's persistent i definitely mm. get it checked out awesome and you've you've obviously written about your your experience in 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 your book so do you want to um explain yeah. a little bit about what what what's the book's about what's in it um and everything yeah well else? The book is really my memoir. I, I've been someone that's always journaled since I was a teenager, I, I guess because it felt safe. I, it felt like a 
place where I could be myself. I, and then during the first uh, COVID lockdown, I felt really inspired and I was journaling every day and I felt like what was coming out was more than just a uh, for the pages of my journal. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I felt very inspired to write a book about my story, uh, about uh, the different, the sort of healing journey really that I have found myself on through discovering myofascial release. So it's really my story, but there obviously is a bit of a myofascial release content in it. Um, mm. but yeah it's called finding mystery within mm. and I, I love the title because it, it um it points towards like you know what you were telling us earlier you went to this 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 training and you came away with so much more than you ever thought and it and it all came from you know releasing you know uh, I guess tension and emotional pain that was being held in your body and I think you know even even from my own experience of like going to see physios and stuff like that like when when they've got your their elbow in somewhere that's really <laughs> painful it's like it hurts and it's you don't you want to you want to fight against it but when you when you relax into it and just allow like what they're mm -hmm. doing do what it does then it it helps you not just in that moment with that pain but it helps you with other stuff in life like it helps mm -hmm. you with like when you feel like you're holding on to like a a frustration or a, or a stress it's like oh no actually I can, I can relax into it a little bit and it and do you know what I mean and it kind of yeah. it, it floats away a bit easier um so yeah, yeah I, mean, like, I, I always encourage people to to go and see someone about you know anything that they're feeling yeah a the other side of that the flip side of that is that for example I I tore a disc in my back about three years ago I, and I was in excruciating pain for like 15 weeks really bad sciatica hardly able to get off the floor where it was horrendous but me being my physio head I was pushing and pushing to fix myself and I there was so much thinking and thought around it and I was thinking oh I'm letting my patients down I'm if I can't fix myself how can I fix my patients and I was pushing like crazy doing so much self-treatment at home I and then I remember like just reading something, it was a poem or something on a, the computer and the penny just dropped and I thought, you have to let go, you have to detach from the outcome here and just let go. And literally the next day I woke up and I had no pain. Wow. You know, so it's, it just shows the whole mind, body, thought, thinking. <laughs> it's all intertwined yeah and I, I get I guess like the big takeaway for me is like not all the time obviously because there's like actual like um you know injuries and stuff like that but if, if there's like a tension or something in your body that could be pointing you to the fact that you're potentially holding on to a feeling or something from you know some some something traumatic from the past or a past surgery like you said um and all of that you know points back to to where your thinking's at like and if mm -hmm. if it's a thought that you keep grabbing onto it's it's perpetuating that um that experience that you're physically having you know yeah definitely mm. so yeah julie i mean this has been really amazing like thank you um for the time and for for sharing more about my fascia release it's it's it's, it's something that I've found really fascinating through, re through reading your books. I'm like, wow, I never really thought that there was this connective tissue. It just 
I don't know, you're kind of told like there's just a bunch of liquid and, and air and, you know, all these organs floating about. But I guess there's got to be something that holds it all in place, right? Yeah. And yeah. It, make, it makes sense that it's it plays such a big role in, in the way that, you know, we, we, we should treat our bodies in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to, to read it and to ask questions about it. Yeah, thanks. Okay, it's a pleasure. And, and do you want to let um, anyone who's listening who wants to find out more about what you do or if they, if they want to find out more about my official release, where they can go to do that and where they can find your book and, and anything else? Yeah, well, my book's available on Amazon. I, and as I said, it's called Finding Mystery Within. I, and you can contact me on, it's julie at mfrni.com. I am also on Facebook and Instagram. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. So there we have it. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and I would love to know what you got from this episode. If there's one learning that you took from this episode, please hit me up and let me know what it is. To do so, just DM me on Instagram or TikTok at I am Alex Manzi. I'm always willing to hear what you guys are learning from these episodes because it inspires me to continue making more episodes like this. And if you know someone who you think would really benefit from hearing this episode, then be sure to send it to them. Send them the link or a screenshot because it's really important that we continue to spread the positive vibes and messages of episodes like this one. I started this podcast to help inspire a positive change and you can also be a part of that by sharing this episode with someone you know today. So I want to shout out London Media Lounge for producing and editing this episode and I also want to thank Hobgoblin for providing the sick music and as always, I want to thank you for listening and spending time with me today and I'll see you for the next episode.